We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBCPFL. It's Monday, it is September 13th, it's 2021, and we have seven baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Chief Justice 06. Will, what's happening, my friend? Nothing much, man. Doing good. Uh, another uh, another slate is upon us, and um, let's see what we can do to squeeze in a few more dollars into our bank accounts. If we have time and we get through these games pretty quickly, which we probably will, it's September and it's baseball. We know what we want to do with these players by now. Maybe we'll talk a few minutes about the Monday night football game as well. Um, you know, give the give the people double sports today. Um, I know, I know you're ready for some Monday night football. I know I'm ready for some Monday night football. So um, if we cruise through these baseball games, and I mean we have like 10, 15 minutes, maybe we'll talk a little bit about football too. Uh, let's jump into this baseball slate, though. Seven games. Fun slate from what I was looking at before we got started here. Um, man, baseball, like this time of the year, baseball, you're just like, ah, baseball again. And then right when baseball season's over, I'm like, man, I miss baseball season. <laughs> so, um, I know you you had a couple like really good uh, prize pick days right there at the end of the week. So I know you're ready to jump back on the baseball bandwagon. And yeah, ten X and all day, man. Um, that's that's the name of the game over there. Uh, I mean, you know, three X, five. It's just so many things you can do. But uh, yeah, for sure, baseball, especially with these pitches. As long as the, as long as I got a good read and the managers aren't going to do anything stupid, then uh, typically I have pretty good days. Yeah, we're still a week or so away from talking. Oh, this team's playing for something. This team's not. Um, that's something that we will be talking about probably even next week a lot more. But right now, we're getting it started with two teams that definitely don't have anything to play for. Miami Marlins and the Washington Nationals. No total in this game. Alcantara against Espino. Uh, Espino. Um, Espino. Man, I can't talk. Watch too much football today. Um, let's get started here with Sandy Alcantara. I mean, coming off of a really good start, he's really pitched well here down the stretch. He's 9,600. We're looking at 
like very limited pitching on this slate, I have a tough time not having interest here in Alcantara. Yeah, man, you know, and typically a guy that, you know, would pitch better at home than on the road. But um, if you look at this last stretch in San Diego, Atlanta, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, had a struggle at the Mets, but then back to back home and just dominating. And they're they're letting them go, too. I mean, anywhere between 95 and over 100 pitches. So, yeah, he's on the radar for sure. Um, Espino on the other side of this game. He's getting Miami. He should throw 90 pitches against Atlanta, against Miami. He's 6,100. Any interest in him? I think he's right on the edge. I mean, he's a guy I'm in at 6,100. He gets you 15 fantasy points. I think we're fine. So uh, I think he's on the list today. And um, at that price, I don't he, – he's on the list. He has to be, I think, on the list just because of the matchup. But, I mean, it's not like he is a stellar pitcher. Um, it, it's really – he's facing Miami. And, I mean, at this point, anybody facing Miami is, is going to pique some interest for me. And if yeah. you're getting 90 pitches, like – I mean, he's not terrible. He's a 21% K rate. He strikes out righties more than lefties. He doesn't walk a ton of people. He just gives up a lot of fly balls and hard contact. And you don't have to worry about that as much when you're facing the Miami Marlins. So um, is there any of these Marlins bats that you like here in this spot? Um, Maybe Jazz Chisholm, maybe Jesus Sanchez. Uh, but that's about it. I don't – I mean – this probably is the slate to stack the Marlins, but I'm, I'm, I don't really want to stack the Marlins. Yeah, I don't – I don't think I can do it. I mean, it's just his lineup is so bad, Will. It's Sanchez terrible. Maybe, like, Sanchez has shown that he has a little bit of power. Chisholm Holm is someone that I don't mind. Maybe it's like a maybe like a three man stack and just kind of throw like a third piece in there with Sanchez and Chisholm Holm. Maybe like whoever bats like third between them or or something. Um, maybe they make the cut. But I mean, I don't love this spot and I don't love Washington on the other side of this game. Alcantara has been pitching fantastic. Um, and, and like outside of Soto, I mean, you got Bell a little bit, but I mean, Soto's six point one k. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to play Washington. Not going to play Washington. Don't worry, people. We're going to have plenty of bats to talk about on this yeah. slate. Pitching is Plus, not I got another. I got another pitcher that I do like, which is probably the pitcher everybody's going to like on this slate, really. I mean, he's the guy, I'm, I think. All right, up next, we got Tampa Bay at Toronto. Rasmussen against Manoa. No total in this game as well. These books are slow getting out some totals here on Sunday nights um, with some football going on. Talk to me here about Rasmussen. Any interest going up against Toronto? Nope. That's what I'm going to say. I mean, it's an easy no for me, too. Uh, Toronto's lineup is just fantastic. This guy. How about, how about those 22 runs in like six or seven innings? They're just smashing. Incredible. Them. Like, Vlad's on his way to hit 50 home runs. Like, this, they're just – they're crushing the ball. Um, and, I mean – Rasmussen had good strikeout stuff when he was like coming out of the pen and in throwing in shorter stints. But I mean, we just watched him against Boston. He couldn't really strike anybody out. And I mean, he struggled to strike people out against Philly. 
So 75 pitches, even on a smaller slate at this price, I'm going to pass. And then Alec Manoa on the other side, I mean, Tampa is a team that strikes out. They don't strike out as much as they did earlier this season. Any here, any interest here in Alec Manoa? Um, I think on this late slide, but I still don't think he's going to make the cut. I mean, I, I've got a guy that I'm probably just going to lock in on this slate, but uh, yeah, he's just not making the cut for me. Yeah, I mean, I really like, I really like Alcantara, and I'm guessing we're going to like the same guy here in a, in a game or so. So, uh, we'll see. Um. Bats in this game, anything on the Tampa side that you like? Um, I mean, I think, you know, we can probably – some of these lefties. Like, I mean, Austin Meadows will be fine. He's 4,500. Uh, Joey Wendell's 4,400. I, I just – on slates like this, I like guys that aren't going to strike out a ton. He's not going to strike out a ton. I, I don't hate a Tampa Bay stack. Like, Manoa's been um, – I guess I would call it sporadic. And so in certain, certain spots, I think I'm actually in on a raise stack today against Manoa that just, just could have a bad day. Yeah. I mean, you definitely want to target lefties against him more than righties. Um, We'll have to kind of see what this lineup looks like. Franco um, put on the IL Uh, Meadows is cheap. Like you mentioned, I don't hate maybe like a Joey Wendell, Mike Zanino's been crushing the ball this season. It doesn't matter if it's lefties or righties. Um, he's just he's hitting the ball really well. So, um, any let's talk to the Toronto side. I know you have some interest in the Toronto side, but let's talk these Toronto batters. Um, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna see Rasmussen for about seventy five, and you're gonna get a lot of good arms out of the Tampa bullpen. So I don't know if I'd go full five man stack especially at these prices, but I definitely want to get exposure to these guys. They're just, they're hitting the ball so well right now. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think, you know, I'm, I'm with you. If we can get some one-offs because I do, um, you know, I, I do have a team that I think I'm going to like the most. Um, so I think if we can kind of get some one-offs rolling, that would absolutely be the strategy. Um you know, Corey Dickerson, if he's in the lineup at, at 20, or maybe like a mini stack, two to three guys, because they are fairly expensive. Um, you know, secretly, Lourdes Guriel is hot right now, like secretly. And maybe not so secretly since he's smashing the ball out of the park. But at 3,600, I think, you know, he can kind of make some things work for you. All right, St. Louis at New York. Taking on the Mets, we got Adam Wainwright against Rich Hill in this one. It is an eight total, and it's a pick 'em game. Um, any interest here in Wainwright? I do. Uh, at nine K, he's not. He's not my guy. Not my favorite pitcher on the slate, but <laughs> I think he's fine, Steve. He's just he's pitched fine all year. I don't have any reason to think he won't have an okay day against the Mets. Excuse me, uh, Pete Alonzo is absolutely going to – not Pete Alonzo. Harvey Baez is probably absolutely going to strike out twice. Um, so, I think he's got some upside here. 9K, I, I like it. Mostly well, and, right-handed lineup, mostly. Oh, and the thing that you got to think about – I know I said this is more of a topic next week, but St. Louis has increased his pitch count here down the stretch. They're, they're fighting. Like, everyone's fighting – 
for that um, second wild card spot right now um, when it comes to the NL. Um, we know the Dodgers and the Giants are going to be one of the wild cards, but the second wild card spot is wide open for the Phillies, the Mets, the Reds, the Cardinals, the Padres. So, I mean, look at his last four or three starts. He's gone over 100 pitches in three of his last four. This is a guy for most of the season that didn't top like 90 pitches. So, I mean, I think Adam Wainwright is a fantastic play here today um, with the limited pitching that we have on this slate. The Mets can't decide if they want to win or lose. So um, I definitely think <laughs> I definitely think this is a spot. And then, I, I mean, the other side, you got Rich Hill. And we know, like, this guy for, for a long time has been reverse splits, but he has just really struggled with righties this season. And the St. Louis Cardinals are going to throw nine, nine right-handed hitters at him in this spot. What are your thoughts here on Rich Hill? Yeah, I mean, he, I, I'm not playing Rich Hill today. And I don't – it's, it's going to be a fade. Um, Cardinals aren't striking out a ton on the season, so I have some interest in their bats. I, I think I'm going to leave Rich Hill on the shelf for sure. Yeah, I mean, like you said, low strikeouts outside of maybe like DeYoung. Um, O'Neal strikes out a lot against lefties, but he also has a 355 ISO. Uh, as far as like the St. Louis bats are concerned, I hate the ballpark, but I like that like under 5K, you're getting Arenado, you're getting Goldschmidt. They're very good against left-handed pitching and have been throughout their career. I just mentioned O'Neal, big strikeout rate, but big power. Um, so, I mean, Edmund, and like th- there's four. I don't know if I want to fully stack St. Louis, but I mean, all four of those guys I think are in play. Yeah, and Yachty's not going to strike out too much as well. So I... I'm in. I like the Cardinals as a stack today for sure. Uh, Mets, any interest here in the Mets? No, I'm not going to pick on Wayne right here. And I fully expect, you know, maybe Pete Alonzo or somebody to hit a bomb, but I'm I'm just not going to play him. Yeah, I mean, Pete Alonzo would be the guy that I'd have the most interest in because I think he's in play against any pitcher in Major League Baseball. But I don't think that I can do it. Um here all right up next we got houston at texas taking on the rangers this game has a nine total uh the astros a 180 favorite we got odorizzi against aj alexi any interest here in jake odorizzi um yeah i mean facing texas i've got interest at 7600 this team isn't great uh he's another pitcher that i fully expect to give up two or three runs but, you know, I still think he can get there. Should be in line for the win if he cannot get absolutely hammered. So at 7,600, I, I don't hate Jake Odorizzi. I was doing some research on, I think it was Thursday or Friday, um, right before the weekend, and we, we, like, completely shifted our brain power to football and NASCAR. Um, I was doing some <laughs> research, and Texas, I mean, Texas has not been good. Like, there's no doubt about it, right? has not been good but the one thing that i really like that I, when i was doing my research they've been striking out a lot less over the last month um like some of these guys that are like in the 25 to 28 percent on the season are down in like the 13 to 15 percent range over the last month so while i do think odorizzi is in play because the pitching options on this slate are very limited i also think that 
he might be a good fade if he's going to be massive chalk on the slate because he's 7,600 and facing this Texas offense. So just wanted to throw that out there. Like when I come across that kind of stuff, I like to I just like to throw it out there. Uh, AJ Alexi on the other side facing this Houston team. Talk about a team that doesn't strike out very much. Um, AJ Alexi seems to, you know, fit this mold as like a top end prospect. Any interest in AJ Alexi here at 6,700? No, not against Houston. Uh, man, if he was facing anybody else, I, I think I might be interested. And, and, I mean, he's had Stevie just whew, really good games. Well, you know, I take he's that He's gotten back, very lucky. Yeah, I mean. He's faced two offenses. That that's stink, what I'm saying. And that's, he's that's gotten, what I'm saying. He's gotten very lucky. Zero ERA, four XFIP and Sierra. Like he's yeah. gotten his walk rates. I mean, he's going to face an offense here in Houston that will walk and they're patient. And I wouldn't be shocked if this dude doesn't make it out of the fourth inning in this spot. Well, you, you already know where we're going with this today, but we can just fire up the morning grind game now. But uh, <laughs> no, we, we don't have to do that because um, I don't, he might be hurt. But still, um, yeah, I, I don't think I want to do it against Houston. He's over 4K, too. <laughs> yeah, I know, but but still, like... He's this, dealing this, with a knee injury, but yeah. he's he's over 4K. What are you going to do? Um, <laughs> your, your automatic cheat code for the morning grind game is taken up. So. Right. Um, what I was kind of getting at with AJ Alexi struggling in this spot is I absolutely love the Houston stack today. I mean, they're one of the offenses that I will definitely full stack. I think that this is a spot that we could see a monster game here uh, from Houston. And I mean, the only problem is they're not that cheap, but we got plenty of cheap bats. We got plenty of pitching that are that's under 10 K. So, I mean, I think you can easily make this st stack work. And if Brantley plays like you got Bregman Brantley and you got two low 4k guys, um, you know, you're off to the races with your stack. Cause they also finally priced up Kyle Tucker from 3,600 every day. Finally. I know. I mean, just <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I like Houston, obviously. I know I always say this, and it does make me laugh. But if DraftKings came out with that end of the season ordeal where they say who you played the most, it, I, it would absolutely be stacking the Houston Astros for sure. For sure. And mine would be the Reds. It's not even close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> oh, I stacked that team so much. Um, all right. Talk to me about the other side here. Any interest in the Texas Bats? Um. Not really. Um, I mean, well, I, the thing about Texas is sometimes I end up with one of them or two of them because they end up being so cheap. So, like, you know, Isaiah Kennefer Lefa, like, he could end up in there or Leody Tavares, like, he's 2,400, but I'm not stacking him by any means. Oh, uh, Cooper Cup down at the one. Matthew Stafford looks fantastic, by the way. Well, I, know, I, I, I turned the game off because I didn't want to be distracted for the pod, the TV. It's to my left, but I got a full black screen. I said, no, I don't want to get distracted because I, I, I know I could get distracted. My office TV is um, right above my monitor. Um, so <laughs> I muted it at least. <laughs> um, yeah, man. As far as the Texas bats go, I don't mind maybe like a one-off or maybe even like a secondary stack. Like I said, they've been striking out a little less. 
Odorizzi is a guy throughout his career that gives up bombs. So, I mean, he hasn't been giving them up as much recently. So, I mean, if you want to target a, a one or two home runs here for Texas. Oh, guess what? I don't hit it. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, so see, this is why I didn't want to be looking at things. So, you know, I told you I had some stuff going on late. So, Tyler Higby's over his prop. Cooper Cup is over his prop. Now, I get Allen Robinson, and all of a sudden, all is well in the world. Matthew Stafford's over his prop. I just see Allen Robinson. You just got Chicago down by two scores now, so you'll be all right. Yeah, so Allen Robinson should get it, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not even sweating it. Both of them already hit their reception prop, so I'm I'm good. Uh, Right. what we're Justin talking Fields about too. Justin Fields got his first first NFL touchdown. So I remember yeah. watching that guy on Netflix um, on the high school quarterback. Oh, QB one, yeah. yeah. But listen, QB one. I know this is a, this is a, an aside, possibly. QB one's a good show. Like it really does get yeah. you uh, ahead of the game on some of these prospects. Uh, look out for Sam Hartman. He was on there from Oceanside. He's he's down. He was playing football down in my backyard. Sam Hartman, he's at Wake Forest, and uh, he's been putting up some numbers up there the past couple of seasons. Uh, he's going. He is the guy this year. Like he is the guy. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, good show. No, and um, Jake Fromm was on that show. Yeah, Jake Fromm I mean, was absolutely that show. On there. That show's had like it's just a cool show to watch. Like you learn yeah. so much. Like I'd highly recommend going back and watching the Justin Fields one. He's just a good kid. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. San Diego at San Francisco. We got you Darvish against what looks to be like an opener slash um, long relief situation for San Francisco. So no total in this game. And we'll have to kind of see um, any interest here in you Darvish. Uh-uh. I am not playing Darvish against San Francisco, not falling for the trap. See, I'm hitting the X button, not doing it. I mean, Listen, I wrote him up. I talked about him a lot last week when he faced the Angels. I said, this is your get-right spot, um, and he absolutely dominated. And the it Angels, was. So, it absolutely um, was. It was It was the right spot to jump back on the U Darvish train. I'm going to jump right back off um, yep. in this spot. I will say there's a good chance Crawford doesn't play. If one or two of these other Giants players sit like as just a rest day, then I'm okay. I'm more interested in Darvish. So I think if you want to look at the lineup when it comes out and make a decision on Darvish, you can. Um, are you playing this pitching opening situation? It's going to be, I think, Leon and like Quintana. Like, I think this is an easy fade spot. Yeah, for sure. I, I will say this from a real life perspective because I know we talk about that sometimes. I did get a chance to see Dominic Leon pitch, not in person, but I saw him kind of close out the uh colorado game i think he's actually okay uh i'm not playing him because he's not going to be out there but um he, he looked pretty good that game had good location so um that, that was just a mental note for myself but not not playing leon in any any type of bullpen situation yeah i mean for me it's just one of these spots it's just gonna be like eh, i don't think i can do it yeah um San Diego against potentially a San Francisco bullpen game. I think they're going to be pretty popular. They're on the road. Um, you got some good pricing on some of these guys. What are your thoughts here on the Padres? Um, I mean, everybody's pretty much in play, except everybody's in play. But I'm saying everyone's viable or under 5K except Machado and, and Tatis. So, um 
I think they're I think their full goal is a stack. I'm not completely excited about it, but I think they'll see enough guys that they can hit um, to score some runs. So I I'm in. I, how long do you think we get Quintana? Four innings, five innings? I don't even think three, he goes that deep. Three innings, two. I think he goes like 50, 60 pitches at most. Because he came back, or when he got signed over, he only threw, I think, like 40-something pitches. And he's coming yeah. back um, from paternity leave or whatever. Um, so 40, 40, yeah, 40 to 50, because that's where he's been. So that'll get us about two to three innings. I'm just trying to kind of project in my head how I think where, where he would come in. So if Leon's going to open – they might have Leon for one to two, get him in the third. He'd be about back at the top of the order. Yeah, I think I'm in on on uh, on the Padres. I, I I think they're a full stack. Uh, absolutely, Manny and Tatis, um, and then and then Will Myers at 39. I think I, I think I build around that those three, and they kind of go from there. Adam Fraser too, because he's not going to strike out a lot. On the Giants side of things, I mean, it is Darvish. They're going to be low owned. Yeah, this is a stack for me today. Yeah, I was gonna say outside of like the facing the Angels, um, Darvis has been struggling here recently. I mean, if you want a loan stack, I definitely think the Giants are in play. Yeah, I, I like the Giants today. Uh, if we're banking on Darvis struggling for sure, like just get him in, get the Giants in. Full stack for me with them. Full. All right. Um, we got the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Los Angeles Dodgers facing off here. This game does have a total. It's eight, and the Dodgers are a 275 favorite. We got Zach Gollin against Clayton Kershaw. Uh, any interest here in Zach Gollin? No. Yeah, Not I mean, he's facing the Dodgers. The, he's facing the Dodgers. I, I mean, it's no secret at this time of the season. It's no secret for, like, the last three years for me. I'm just not playing right-handed pitchers against the Dodgers. I mean, they got Mookie, they got Muncie, they added Trey Turner, Justin Turner, Will Smith. Um, I know Cody Bellinger hasn't had a, a great season, but we know the type of upside that guy is capable of. They got Corey Seager, who I didn't even mention yet. Um, this lineup is just solid, top to bottom. It's so hard to beat this team. Clayton Kershaw on the other side of this game. Only expected to go about four innings or 60 pitches here. Um, he hasn't pitched since July. He's not going to pitch deep into this game. He's the easiest fade on the slate. Do not play Clayton Kershaw at 10-4, throwing 60 pitches or four innings. He would have to strike out every single batter he faces and not give up anything to pay off 10-6 at this price or at the, in this matchup. For sure. Just don't do it. Now, don't run to play Arizona against Kershaw. <laughs> like, don't do that. Um, <laughs> we're just not playing Kershaw because of his pitch count. Yeah. I mean, Kettle Marte is cheap. So, if you want to maybe take a shot on Kettle Marte, I don't hate it. Kelly, a cheap catcher. Uh, what are your thoughts when it comes to the Arizona bats? Um, yeah, I think I have, have the same sentiments. You, you talked about Marte at 4,300. He is a guy that can probably get on base and, and is a switch hitter. Like you said, Kelly's cheap. Um, Christian Walker is also cheap, but I, I just can't buy into an Arizona stack. Um, Dodgers, I mean, they're definitely in play. Zach Gollin, when he when he does struggle, I mean, the Dodgers are really in play against yeah. anyone. Um, 
at any point of the season. But I mean, Zach Allen gives up a ton of hard contact, more hard contact to righties than lefties. Um, he does a gen- good job of like generating ground balls against lefties. But I think overall, this is a spot that you're looking at the Dodgers on a seven game slate. Yeah, for sure. Uh, love Muncie, love Trey Turner, uh, love Justin Turner. I mean, just you just stack this team, man. I mean, they're, they're a little expensive as well, but they'll probably go lower owned than uh, some of these other guys. All right, up next in the last game that we have today, we got Boston at Seattle, Nathan Eovaldi against Gilbert. This game has eight eight total and the Red Sox are only a 125 favorite um, over there on bet MGM. If you live in a state where you can bet, go take the Red Sox minus 125. It's a free bet. Um, I, I I'm guessing Nathan Eovaldi is your guy too. Like, oh, I yeah. love this spot for him. Yeah. I mean, he, he's the play, like he's 8,800. Like he was 9,500 the other day. Like what, what's going on? I don't, I don't know, but 8,800 went down. <laughs> it's crazy crazy yeah i just i mean this is this is the spot that you're uh, i want the red sox um um gilbert uh, i'm probably gonna pass i mean the red sox they're not 100 percent, but i mean i don't think this is a spot i'm gonna play gilbert against this team yeah no not at all not at all yeah, I mean, go go like if you're listening to this podcast and this game is still at minus 125 for Boston, go jump on that. Um I like that a lot. Man, yeah. Florida, hurry up. Um, like I would I'd be opening my phone right now and putting um putting a unit or two down on the Red Sox at this. But anyway, um getting sidetracked a little bit there, but the Boston Bats. I mean, obviously, we'll have to see if, like, J.D. Martinez is back in the lineup or not. But, I mean, they still got Schwarber. Renfro's crushing the ball. Devers, Verdugo. Uh, Kiki batting leadoff. If J.D.'s out, Travis Straw will probably get the start. He's super cheap. Um, what are you looking at here for the Red Sox? Um, yeah, I mean, I think you're looking at everybody. Schwarber, uh, Kiki, Renfro. You know, Renfro's my boy. Um, Dever, I mean, this is a full stack, man. I, my full stack teams, Boston, San Francisco, uh, Houston, and, and probably the Cardinals. Those are like my full stack teams, man. Lo- love those guys, but absolutely full stack Boston. I mean, on Seattle, if you want to take shots on Seager or Hanniger, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk you out of it, but I think overall, this is a spot you're just, you're playing Evaldi and not really looking at the other side of this game. Yep. I'm with you. All right, let's play the morning grind game. Maybe talk some football, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts today. Who do you got? Uh, let's see. Under 8K to get six or more. <sighs> I think I'm going to go with Espino against Miami. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the play. Um just kind of hoping. I mean, I gotta go. <laughs> None of them. Um, I, I guess Oda Rizzi. I mean, I feel like he's the only one that has the upside. Maybe Rich Hill, but 
Yeah, Espino <laughs> is my play too. Over 8K to go under 15. Who's your bust today? Give me you, Darvish. I'm, I'm getting real aggressive here. I like it. I'm going to go Clayton Kershaw, highest price pitcher on the slate. Do not play him today. He's only going to throw 60 pitches or four innings. Yeah. Maybe he gets 15, but 15 is still a bust at 10.4K. Um, over 4K to hit a home run. Will, who do you got today? Let's go. I'm trying to go off the board here. Give me. Nolan Arenado. I like that one. I like that one. Um, I think I'm going to go Max Muncy. Oh, yeah. I like that one, too. And I think I'm going to make him my home run pick this week. I don't think I've played him. I don't think I've <laughs> used him yet. Yeah, let's get it. Good time to play him. Staying alive. There's three of us still fighting now. <laughs> um, under 4K to get two hits. Who's your cheap bet today that you like to get two hits since you cannot play your boy? Easy, man. Uh, give me Tommy LaStella at 2,500. I thought you were going to take my guy because you talked about him when we were breaking this game down. I was like, he's going to take Gary L and it's going to make me mad. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take Gary L at 3,600. This guy has been crushing the ball. Like Will said, hits in nine of his last 10 games coming off of a monster game this weekend um, on Sunday where they put up 22. He had two home runs and seven RBIs. <laughs> he has multi hits in three of his last four games. Give me Gary L. Yeah. Um, give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Will. Yeah, man. G- give me the Cardinals. Cardinals are turning into my team here for this slate. I like it. I'm going to go Houston. I like Houston yeah. today. Um, all right, let's go. Let's go over this. Let's go over this Monday night football game really quick. Um, everyone really liked when I did the Thursday night game on the Thursday podcast. So we'll go over this Thursday night football game really quick. Uh, we got Baltimore going in to Las Vegas to face the Raiders. It's still weird to say the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm not going to lie. Uh, this game is currently at 50 and a half, and the Ravens are minus four favorites. We'll do it true morning grind style. We'll go game by or like team by team. We'll start with Baltimore. It's showdown. Um, so that's always fun. What are you looking at here when it comes to Baltimore? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Just don't make any lineups without Lamar Jackson. So let's let's just get that out of the way. Then when you get to Lamar in the game, I think trying to figure out which running back is maybe going to be the guy. Like, we think it's Tyson Williams, but could it be Latavius Murray? Like, or is he in the player pool? I got to check that. He is. Yeah, so so could it be Latavius? I, I don't know. Um, I They're think wild, about the same too on DraftKings. Yeah, uh, wild card to me is Sammy Watkins. Like, can he stay healthy? Uh, because if Sammy Watkins is in this game, he's got another guy now that's got some speed down the sideline. This, this smells like the recipe for success. I think everybody's expecting um, this team to win. So. I, I like those guys, Lamar. 
uh, and Sammy Watkins kind of pivot away from Marquise Brown. Not that, he, not that I don't think he won't get loose either, but I kind of like that as a pivot. And then, oh, yeah, that's what I like for Baltimore. And then Justin Tucker, um, I mean, he kicks 240 yards, a 50-yard, a couple extra points. Like, he, he may become optimal. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on Lamar Jackson. I love Lamar Jackson in this spot. The Raiders, I, I, I don't like looking too much into last season's stats when it comes to defense because so much changes, so much personnel, so much coaching changes just in general. Last year was not like the best year either um, Yeah, with all the COVID stuff, people sitting out. I mean, I still expect this Raiders defense to be pretty bad. Um, so I have a ton of interest in Lamar. I have a ton of interest in Mark Andrews. Um, I love the upside. Love the upside of Sammy Watkins. He's 5,200. They should be able to throw the ball in this game. So I like the upside of Watkins. Um, I mean, we got to see if Le'Veon Bell gets called up from the practice squad because that will potentially be three running backs. But, I mean, this is an undrafted. Tyson Williams is an undrafted free agent. I mean, he's just here because they needed a body. I think if they trust Latavius Murray to know the playbook at all, he's going to be the guy. I'm with you. Um, week two, Latavius Murray probably starts for Baltimore. I'd be shocked if that's not the case. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really it um, for me. Really interested in Lamar. I want all the Lamar. On the other side, we got the Raiders, Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs. Braylon Edwards, Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro, Dalen Waller. You know the pieces of this offense. You know where the production is going to come in this offense. And if you think the Raiders aren't going to air the ball out a little bit here, you're crazy. I know Baltimore defense is scary, but you know Vegas is going to throw the ball in this game. Yeah, absolutely. They're absolutely going to be throwing the ball. I did, I did mean to throw something in there. I don't think this guy's going to see the field a whole lot. But um, Tylen Wallace is $200, and he was really good at Oklahoma State. Um, maybe they give him a, a drive or two, but he's a guy that, that could catch a deep ball if he gets behind the, uh, the, uh, the secondary. So just want to bring him up. I don't, I don't think he'll see the field that much, but he's kind of, as Dan would say during college football, one of those cheap crappers that uh, – you know, make it, make it put you over the top back to what you were talking about um, with, with the uh, Raiders. Definitely think the, the Raiders are going to be uh, throwing the ball a lot here. Um, you know, it's just, where's it going to go? I wish I had a good read. We know Darren Waller's the guy. And then is it Brian Edwards? Supposedly he had a really good camp. Is it Henry Ruggs, Mr. Speedster? Or are they going to kind of get Hunter Renfro involved? Because I, I think with, um, as we've seen with Nelson Aguilar leaving his offense, I, I don't, I don't really know what they're going to do in terms of the receiver. So I, I feel like it's a guessing game. I want to guess Brian Edwards because of the, the, uh, the camp talk, but we still know Darren Wallace, like the, the, the wide receiver. He's the wide team. receiver one. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he's wide receiver one. So I, I don't think if you're stacking this game, I think you take Lamar, you take, um, God, I want to take Latavius Murray so bad. Uh, but I think you take Lamar, you take Derek Carr, you probably take Darren Waller. 
and then you just kind of build from there. Both tight ends very strong in this game. This is a very strong two tight end game. Waller and Andrews are very good. They both have double like t- like double touchdown upside. Um, I will say that I mean I expect Renfro to be the slot receiver. So I mean at twenty eight hundred over there on DraftKings, if he can get three to five catches at twenty eight hundred, that's just a really good value. Yeah, for I mean, sure. For, for sure. I mean, you, like ceiling wise, it's rugs um, and Edwards. They're they're likely going to be the two starting on the outside. But I mean, Renfro just at his price, like the slot yeah. with Derek Carr getting. And like if you're if you're playing the game script of like Baltimore getting up in this game, I think you got to play a game script when you're building your lineups. Like if you think Baltimore is going to get up, maybe you go. Lamar Andrews and you run it back with um, Waller and Renfro and some of these guys. I just, I think you got to build game scripts where I'm not, I'm not likely going to play like a lot of Baltimore guys and then run it back with um, Jacobs. Unless I think like, unless I think the Raiders are going to get out to like a two touchdown lead. And I don't think that's going to be necessarily what happens in this game. Yeah, no, not at all. I'm expecting Baltimore to control this game. You talked about Waller being the wide receiver one. Lamar Jackson is the wide uh, quarterback and RB one for this team in this matchup. So I just – that's the way I'm going to play this game. I mean, could, could we possibly run Lamar naked? And, uh, I mean, Sammy Watkins, I just think he's, he's kind of the X factor. But, man, I, I might build some Lamar naked captain lineups and run everybody else from the Raiders. That's not optimal, but I I mean, it just seems like they're going to need to try and keep up. Yeah, I think it's it, it's super interesting. The only reason I think that you're not going to be able to go Lamar naked is because it is very rare for 5-1 to one, five one lineup builds to work. I, I think, like, you're going to have to pair him with somebody. Maybe it's I my most likely guy is Andrews. Um, but I mean, we've been talking this whole time and we didn't really mention, you know, Hollywood Brown and like this dude is capable of big games too. It's just, he gets lost in this offense. Sometimes it's just, again, it's game script. Do you think he's going to throw a lot? So um, I do No, I was going to say as much as you, um, as much as you like over there playing on prize picks, promo code grinders. If you guys haven't checked them out, um, what do you think with Lamar's rushing prop at 69 and a half? I think that's really, really close. Um, over he's there. gonna have to break a big one, like but he, he's, I mean, this is a dude that runs for 90 and 100 yards all the time. I know, like 69 and a half, though, that's that's astronomical. Um, I mean, if you look at last season. Uh, let's see, where, where were his rushing totals? So 45, 54, 83, 53, 3, 108, 65, 58, 55, 51, 94, 124, 35, 80, 97, 136, and 34. And that was, uh, and that was with running backs. Yeah, I mean... Gosh, that, that's a close one, man. Here's what I will say. If we think Latavius Murray isn't going to get a whole lot of action, 
Like if we hear anything that it's kind of the Tyson Williams show, smash the over. Because he's going to be well, running all night. Well, the other thing that you could do is you could just go over to like fantasy score and take the over on 24 fantasy points for Lamar Jackson. Um, yeah. I have a hard time not seeing him score 24 fantasy points with his yeah. rushing ability, with potentially being like the goal line back. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. the other way you look at this game, too, is you're like, I mean, this is Tyson Williams' chance to, like, prove that he should be the starting running back. And if he can have a big game um, against a weaker defense, maybe, like, maybe that's interesting. But, I mean, a lot of ways to build on this slate. It's going to be a fun Monday night football game to watch. You got your baseball lineups going. You got some Monday night football. Um, one of the best times of the year when we got all these sports going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm with you 100%. All right. Well, for what it's worth, I do think the Tyson Williams over. Sorry, might be good. Uh, I I am looking at some blitz projections while we're as we speak. Uh, Sorry, uh, Cardi. You know, I know it's behind the paywall, but for what it's worth, the blitz does have Tyson Williams projected for 62 rushing yards. There you go. All right. That's going to wrap it up for Monday. We talked baseball. We talked football. We do it all. Will we do it all? We'll be back. Tomorrow, talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you guys again tomorrow.